Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of the Four Center Podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed, and this episode is one of our deep dives, our Bakta tank of talk. We are going to swim around in the healthy goo while talking about the Lego Star Wars game, the Skywalker Saga. I'm very excited. Also, I'm Joseph Scripture. I'm Cat Napsack. You're starting to describe like a Star Wars uh, double dare slime drop from Nickelodeon <laughs> in the in the 80s, I think, which would be great. If you got a question right, they dump Bakta on you and 
it would be gross, but you'd feel much better. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where's you, Jedi Temple Challenge when you need it? Yeah. Yeah. Could you breathe in, Bakta? Could you swallow up? What does that do? That can't be good, but I'm not saying, you know, uh, take a Yeah. It, I mean, it's got to be good for inside you, right? I mean, <laughs> it can't just, be. But you, obviously know. there's no, there's no, you, you can't breathe, right? Because yeah, everybody's yeah, got the breather, right? Yeah, I don't want anyone to drown on Bakta here, but I don't know. It's like uh, I never did it as a kid, but my grandmother, big fan of Vicks Vapor Rub, and uh, I always thought, well, why can't you just do a spoonful of it? Uh, you know. <laughs> glad I wasn't allowed to try. I don't know the results or if anyone out there has done that, but it seems like always a dangerous question of why can't you just do a spoonful? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> There's almost always a reason why you can't do a spoonful. That's what's yeah. wrong with life. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> We're going to get into Lego. We're going to have fun. But we want to let you know, as always, that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week, we are recommending Queen's Hope by E.K. Johnston. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash Again, that's audibletrial.com slash for a free audiobook. And with that out of the way, let's dive into Lego celebrating the saga. We're going to celebrate uh, and discuss this new Lego game. Obviously, there have uh, been these Star Wars Lego games since 2005. I looked it up to make sure my memory worked. And right. my memory didn't, but the internet did. Uh, people have been excited about this game for a long time. You're able to play through the entire narrative of all nine films in the Skywalker saga. And then you're able to do free play and wander around as just a a dizzying amount of Star Wars characters in a shocking amount of environments and planets. So uh, before we get into the new game, Ken, I want to start, as many things do, in the past. <laughs> mm. Did you play the Lego Star Wars games when they first started to come out, 2005, 2006? And if so, what did you think about them then? Oh, I loved them. I played them, and I looked it up, too, to make sure what year, because it all rolls into one in 2005 and 2006 for the, the follow-up. And that was also like the years of the first Battlefront game, right? Around that time. I think maybe yeah. 405 or whatever it was. What a golden age for that era of, of post-prequel Star Wars games. Giant fan of them. Always, uh, you know, collected Lego sets and stuff, everything from a kid. So I was very excited to see these things to mash together in 99 with the sets that came out. So a game, oh, even better. Prequel one, so fun. And man, do you remember when you got to the end of it, you got that preview level of A New Hope on the Tanavi 4? Oh, my yeah. God. I best. was reading about that on Wikipedia. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I and I don't know if I did everything to unlock it or not. Um, yeah, I got the one in 2005 that was like, a, of course, because I had played through the narrative of Phantom Menace in lots of different ways. I There mm. was the Phantom Menace game, and there was that Jedi Power Battles game, uh, which right. I really, really liked, which was basically, you got to play a different Jedi, but you went through the prequel story. And like, I fought... <laughs> <laughs> Darth Maul in that power generator room so many times, so many ways. Um, so I was excited to do that again. Uh, but then they like, I hadn't played the Revenge of the Sith game. Um, mm. If it had even come out yet, I don't know. Uh, but I didn't play it is the point. Uh, so I was really excited to to play through all those stories. And what I remember the most from that game is uh, that it was still relatively fresh, exciting, and absurd that I could hack things apart with a lightsaber as mm. Jedi Master Yoda. I had grown up 
so long with does he have a lightsaber did he ever have a lightsaber has he decided mm. they're not for me and then you know yeah the big reveal in 2002 in attack the clones that that's my primary memory of just like i i think at the time for like gameplay i felt like yeah that you know i i'm i i played i played resident evil i play adult things like right. oh, this is a this is a fun game uh, you know, a little bit more family friendly than some of the stuff that I play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember just spending hours just being like, yeah, I don't care. I get to cut mm-hmm. things apart as Jedi Master Yoda. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that alone uh, was thrilling for me. It, yeah. there were, and, and we're going to talk a lot about the Lego humor. And these were the games that had no dialogue, right? They were just um, silent movies with a uh, good pipeline. Yeah. Uh, and there was just something fun about it. And you're right. The, 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 but you know whether it's sports games or tony hawk or yeah resident evil's hot all those games there was something that just made you kind of stop down and enjoy the silliness of it all and playing with the character because there's a connection with me in lego sets where i think a lot of fans who collect or star wars fans who collect lego there's something fun about seeing something from the films represented in lego brick form uh, mm. Whether like even I have that set that's the the um, so many of the sets, but I have the the set that it's the little uh, Vader transformation scene where where it's the medical bay where he be you know he gets built as Vader. That's a crazy dark wild scene, right? Mm-hmm. To see it Lego form, almost like it's a happy version of it. It's just I, I love it. And so when these games, particularly the first one oh five, when you're seeing stuff from the prequels in like a Lego form, and you run around as Padme and you're grappling and swinging all over, it just it was really special. It was really fun. And I couldn't wait to see what was around the corner about, oh, what, how are they going to do that level or how are they going to build that? Or what is Jar Jar going to look? You know, I just loved all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I am experiencing this wonderful thing where I don't remember a lot of that game. I know I played it all the way through. So uh, now I'm getting to re-experience exactly the things that you're describing yeah. in this new game because I was Scrolling through on uh, on Wikipedia here, and I had forgot that Dexter's Diner, it says Dexter's Diner is the area where the player chooses what level to enter. And yeah. I remember being thrilled spending so much time there and just, you know, uh, watching the different weird characters walk around and all that. Oh, that's right. They come in and yeah, they're just marching around, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think it's where you yeah. kind of were able to choose your characters. Yeah, yeah, I also see that here in uh, the United States where we live, it came out on October 25th, 2005. And I think that's a part of the reason that, like, mm-hmm. I remember having played this game. I remember Yoda, but that was such a weird time in my life where uh, I had started dating uh, Sarah and uh, she had just moved to London and I was doing everything in my power to find a way to figure out how to go live in London with her. It was like, it was like a, a real turn the page uh, <laughs> time in my life. So I think I have yeah. other memories that, yeah. uh, that used up the long-term memory space uh, mm. in this time. Uh, so yeah. in a way it's been fun because it's been uh, this attempt to archive or to, to dig out those memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, like I said, get to experience the new game uh, fresh. <laughs> Because yeah. <laughs> I forgot when I experienced it before. So uh, any other thoughts on the the old games or your journey with them before we get into the new one? No, we could just do a whole flashback episode, so I better force ourselves to move on. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So uh, paint the picture. When did you buy this new game? Where did you start? What was kind of like your, your emotional journey getting this game and beginning? So funny, I had not, I hadn't looked, I knew when it was coming out, but I'm trying, I did not look at, any of the pre-order stuff, you know, busy playing other games, busy with life, all those things. And 
I said, I decided, oh, I better look at that. So I sat down on the, on the PlayStation store. Oh, there it is. I pre-ordered. I didn't get the special one. I just pre-ordered whatever it was. I can't remember. Um, and it's, well, this is last week, right? This is how crazy life is. I can't remember the details last week, but it was, I, I, I pressed the, buy the pre-order button and then the thing came up and I was like, oh, oh, it's, oh, it's two hours from now. Oh, the game releases tonight. Oh, I got it. So I didn't have any long anticipation of seeing it on my screen of four days away. I just was like, oh, cool. I'll, I'll go work out. I'll come back. I'll play the game. I'll load the game up. So that was kind of uh, actually good for me uh, to just dive in fresh and, and uh, with no, no, that frustration of, oh, it's downloading, it's downloading. It just happened. Uh, so that's how I went into it. And then just where I started without, Joseph, without hesitation, I started with episode one. Yeah. Uh, didn't even inter- didn't inter- entertain four or seven. Went to one. Uh, talk me through that thought process. Or was it not a thought process? Or was it just like, of mm. course, that's... Uh, yeah, <laughs> the way was, one plays this game. It was the of course of it all, but also I think goes into the nostalgic conversation about 2005. Like that's how my Lego Star Wars experience began in video game form was Phantom Menace. So I just went there right away. I wanted to go back and, and connect with that. And it just was it was a gut reaction. And 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 the and the little screens that you can you know choose the 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 episodes are great. Uh, they're wonderful. They're interactive. I love that. But no, went right to episode one. Yeah, and and for anybody who hasn't played the game and is listening, uh, it's a great setup where you can play the first film of any of the trilogies, and then you have to uh, go through it to unlock the other two films, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so you have that that choice between uh, Phantom Menace, A New Hope, or Force Awakens. Yeah, I mean, we've been covering it on the podcast, you know, from announcement through to different delays and, and whatever. And I think I remember just being really excited that it was going to be the whole Skywalker saga. We'll talk about some of the kind of the weight of that in the, in the fan mm-hmm. community. Um, but yeah, I had um, not pre-ordered it. I had not thought about it uh life has been very very busy we've been covering lots of star wars uh stuff which is of course a joy but then also just a logistic challenge (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh like i've been saying uh, multiple times lately i'm reading the kenobi legends uh book uh as my personal fun reading and as soon as i get done with that i need to (laughs) read queen's hope which i desperately want to read but we're actually doing a review of that and that's just kind of like this little picture Mm -hmm. of uh trying to fit in all of the star Wars cause we're so lucky to have so much of it. So I had, I had forgot that this was the date and then I saw the tweets and I saw everybody blowing up and <laughs> I was like, there's just such joy. Yeah. And I love the moments when there's just joy in the fandom and everybody's yeah. having fun experiencing something. And it's like, uh, and, and I said to you, I was like, well, I have a couple little windows free where I can play enough of the game. I think to talk about it, mm-hmm. uh, and came to you and was like, should we, should we do this for deep dive next week? Cause I, I, I want to make time for this. Yeah. Um, and I also get into this thing where like uh, a lot of the modern pre-orders, uh, you know, if you pre-order at this date, at this time on this system, yeah. you get this thing is it's just like, it's dizzying to me. Yeah. Uh, so I turned on my PlayStation four and already I've got that. Do I need a PlayStation? How, how soon are they going <laughs> to kick me out of yeah, yeah, being yeah. relevant in the world? Cause I don't own a PlayStation five. I'm like waiting for the day that I just, I turn on my PlayStation four and just says, you are no longer a human in society. You need a PlayStation <laughs> five to function soon. Um, <laughs> soon. Right. Uh, and so I was thrilled to open it up and see that. Yeah. For the 10 bother, $10 extra, I could just download mm-hmm. now the yeah. deluxe that, comes with the classic obi-wan and uh mandalorian and in solo packs uh Mm. so yeah hit that still only i think the second time that i've just been like 
I don't have to go to a Target uh, and just buy the video <laughs> game online. Uh, Download it very quickly. And then, I, I just like you, I, there was no hesitation. Mm. It was Phantom Menace. And I think for me, it's because uh, a part of the power of this game is like, this is the first thing that's kind of celebrating without any mm. debate or, or mm. conflict of like, Whatever people thought when the prequels first came out, however mad people were at the Ewoks when Return of the Jedi came out, however mad people still are about various sequel debates, here's a thing to just celebrate the Mm. story laid out before you. And for me, I think because of that, it's a like, I want to walk through it in order. I want to play it in order to the best of my ability. Um, and, And that is why Phantom Menace just made sense to me, to just begin at the beginning as it was advertised. Yeah, it's, it's certainly the spirit of the game, which we might bring that up again. I, I, th- I think I was going to discuss this later, but I, I, you, you, in hearing you talk about it, that opening of the game, once it all loads and you hear Luke the, just breathe and it starts with that and it goes through all the fights and everything, it's so good, so well done that it just, I got caught up. Like, I think that was it too of like, well, no, I, I definitely have to start at episode one because that's where the Skywalker saga begins. It's such yeah. a love letter to it all. You're going to hear that phrase a lot in any discussions of this game. It's a love letter to Star Wars. Love letter, it totally is. And I think that kind of just flowed from there. Yeah, and it, I'm glad that you brought that up. That opening is so well done. I feel like um, that you could almost just do a an edit of actual footage, right? Mm-hmm. And and make that, and it would be a moving trailer. Uh, it's a trailer about Star Wars poetry, about, you know, uh, choosing to be a hero, uh, about uh, the the spiritual power of the Force in, in, in their jokes. But then, and it really uh, builds into that, you know, great picture of them all, all these characters together mm-hmm. <laughs> with lots of fun jokes. Uh, yeah. You watch uh, Rose uh, shock Jar Jar for trying to eat a mouse droid again and again. <laughs> great, great fun stuff, but it's got a reverence that leads into the fun. Mm. And that's, and that's, it's great to see all of the characters combined that way, but it's great that it starts with like a reverence and a joy of this is special. It matters. And now we're going to have fun with it. Yeah. And, and, and it's catchy because, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. There's some gameplay frustrations I've had and, and, and happy to discuss, but I, I didn't even allow myself to live in that for too long because of that beginning, the opening, and then the you, you mentioned too, just the discussion online, the absolute love that's out there. And this happens every now and then, believe it or not, where Star Wars, just some, something, whether it's Grogu shows up or something where just there's a widespread love and joy in the fandom. And I relish those moments because we don't get them often. And yeah, so there are little subsections of this or that people upset. Sure, I'm, I, don't, I don't see them. And I think all that just kind of, because I was with you, the tweets were starting to come in by the time I really took a, a play uh, uh, in the morning with a cup of coffee. Um, yeah, just that that intro, that opening just flows right in and we're going to celebrate. Yeah, and it gets you excited. And, and I talked about this on our live stream, but the first thing I did was uh, I was so excited to be Qui-Gon and ignited my blade and just started hacking and accidentally hit Obi-Wan. And I was like, Meh. <laughs> this is not how I wanted to start this game by hurting yeah. Obi-Wan. Um, uh, how did, how did, what was like the first thing you did? Did, did you, did you just kind of roam around that first room or did you charge forward playing the story? I, how did I try to, that's a great question. Uh, Cause you uh, begin up there when you land, right. With Qui-Gon and a young Obi-Wan. I think I took a little bit of a, of a journey, but then I got this. I'm, I'm the type of play, 
on these open world games, even of something I love like Red Dead Redemption, I raced through the story pretty fast, almost to the point of uh, I regret it uh, with some of those other games. But this one, no one else we were going to discuss it. I've been trying to move in a little faster. And that it does move fast. So I, I did not get to explore a lot of the Phantom Menace levels yet. Yeah, have, yeah. Have well, let's dive into that then. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's discuss how far we are in the story and, and get into our overall reaction. So uh, first off, how far are you in the story? How far have you progressed? As of this recording, uh, I've got to get the princess out on the Falcon. I am uh, in Hoth and just went through kind of a slightly frustrating uh, <laughs> level of, of calibrating towers where I had to pull up a YouTube video to just, what am I doing wrong? Uh, got through that and, and yes, and then I got through. I knew before we got on air today, I wanted to discover how I was taking down adits this time. Something you've always brought up in a very humorous way of what is, all right, what is the thing I have to learn? And there's a little bit of a learning curve. It's not as bad as other games. So I took down some walkers and now I got to get the princess out. And I was like, all right, that's a good place I can stop. Yeah. How, how I, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to spoil mm. that. I'm not there yet. How did, how does the mechanic work of the tow cable? Do you, does it, do you make the shot and then it kind of auto does it for you? Or do you have to find, figure out exactly how to spin in a circle precisely correctly? It does make the uh, shot, not make the shot for you, but you know, the little uh, square comes up, you know, you, you, you know, when you fire and it's a boom and it does a little quick cut scene and then you've got to fly around. Duh. But the first couple times, I went the other way and I kept breaking the rope <laughs> and I had shadows of the empire flashbacks where I started to get frustrated. And then I just, I literally, so I flew away. I flew almost to the back into echo. I almost land landed in echo base again in the hangar and then just went back slowly and was like, all right, take a breath. You can do this. This is designed for children, right? Do it. How <laughs> and, many times have I done this? Uh, NES Empire Strikes Back, I think. Yep. Uh, maybe, yep. but for sure, uh, Super uh, mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back for the Super Nintendo. Yep. The, every Rogue Squadron game, practically. How many How many times? Yeah, and it, it, felt, it felt a lot like the Shadows of the Empire one to me. Yep. Yeah, but it's fun. And, and once you get the hang of it, it's it's no problem. Uh, and I, I hit true Jedi on the level. So that's you know, a lot of studs required. So. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> you need studs to be a true Jedi. Uh, that is that is a fun uh, mechanic and turn of phrase to make you want to collect those studs. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe the two things I've done most in video games when it comes to Star Wars is fight Darth Maul and fire that uh, harpoon cable. So sometime I want to defeat Darth Maul by tying him up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with the harpoon cable. <laughs> uh, yeah, for myself, I didn't. Um, I really tried to be like, I'm gonna play through fast, and uh, I will be very honest. I am, I am video game rusty. Mm. Um, but I played all the way through Attack of the Clones. Um, I want wanted to get much farther. Like I set aside mm. a huge chunk of time uh, on Sunday. Yeah. And I was like, I, I'm sure I can get at least halfway through that. You're like, no, <laughs> I got through Attack of the Clones and that's it. So then uh, as of recording, I jumped forward to play Force Awakens uh, because mm-hmm. I wanted to experience a little bit of the sequel because I haven't I haven't got to play that. I didn't do the Force Awakens Lego game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really fun to hear those themes and to, to roam around there. And I got in Force Awakens, I got as far as uh, Finn and Rey just escaped in the Falcon. Mm. I just, uh, moments before we recorded, I just shot down a lot of TIE fighters. (laughs) Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. 
love that. Yeah. So that's uh, so obviously this is coming from not a this isn't a review, right? I mean, neither of us are done with the game, and we don't always approach things as a review. We approach them more as um, what are the, what are the, kind of the big ideas, what is meaningful, and what are moments that we enjoy. So uh, if you're listening to this and looking for a full review by people who have completed the game, this is very honestly uh, not what this is. This is a a celebration. Um, so with that in mind that we have not completed the game, what is your overall reaction? I really, I think my love of this game, my enjoyment of the game has actually grown uh, mm. where if we had recorded this in the first two hours of, of my gameplay last <laughs> week, late last, late last week, I wouldn't be grumpy. Some of the gameplay, like I said, it's, it is remains frustrating and has always been frustrating with the modern Lego games by mm-hmm. the time, because uh, the first Indiana Jones Lego game is wonderful. I think that was my favorite so far. And then the game started to change. The dialogue started to appear, all those kind of things. Uh, the Force Awakens one you mentioned frustrates me. I did not, never completed it. Frustrates me to, to no end. So I started to have some of those feelings. It is, it's, it's, it's a me, not game problem. Again, uh, I know you have that issue with some of the flying too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I was getting a little, starting to get a little grumpy of just like, I was finding myself turning the game off quicker than I thought. Yeah. I gave myself an hour, 30 minutes in, I was turning it off. And then, but I was seeing everyone tweet. I was seeing people in our discord and I'm seeing just the joy and, and no one was talking about loving or hating the gameplay. Right. They're just like, Oh, did you see that scene? Oh my God, the voice work of this character. And I, so I started to go back and, and today I had a great day this morning. I woke up at seven. We record, usually start recording at 11. I, from about seven 30 to 10 50 played the game. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I had to tell Grace, I got to do this for work, you know. Um, and that was fun. And then, and then I'm, I'm kind of itching to go back, like you know, and that, and that wasn't the feel on Saturday, Sunday. And I think that's just uh, getting caught up in it and getting caught up to uh, kind of the point of the game. It isn't this big, you got to go out and win and, and defeat, and, and it's a red dead story that's going to make you cry. I know how it all ends up. It's about experiencing the world and experiencing the characters and that joy that I originally felt in, uh, oh my God, they built Lego Star Wars sets in 1999. What will they see? Uh, what will I see next? That started to take uh, take me over. Yeah, I think that's uh, the thing for me as well. The game is really, really fun. Uh, the times where I uh, was, was playing like, okay, I, I want to see how far I can get and really, really pushing hard to go mm. fast. There's, there were some moments that were fun that way. And other moments where it's like, okay, well, I got to take a deep breath and just like really slow down and enjoy uh, the atmosphere, enjoy the jokes, enjoy, you know, poking it in little corners uh, and uh, allow myself to enjoy it. The thing that I discovered that is one of those video game things that just gives me great, great joy is uh, I love picking things up with the force. Anytime mm-hmm. you can do that anywhere for any video game for any reason. Um, yeah. But when I was on Coruscant and realized, hey, what would happen if I just threw them in the air? Mm. <laughs> and you can just watch, you can just pick up a bench and just hurl it as far as the eye can see and it just disappears you know, smash it against the Jedi Temple from what seems like a mile away. <laughs> that, to me, that's the magic of this game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that sense of of fun, right? <laughs> uh, and I think I'm at, having the most fun when there are levels where uh, you know I'm not hunting or puzzle solving as much. I know that's a big part of the game, but when I'm just being a character and kind of have some other characters around to fight, like I I really loved being in. 
the Gene Ocean arena. And mm. I'm supposed to be fighting Django Fett, but just like, I'm just going to keep fighting droids, you know? Um, or there's a level where uh, in Force Awakens that I just played this morning where uh, Finn and Poe are trying to escape. And I just, uh, I'm supposed to get on the TIE fighter, but I just kept running around as Poe uh, changing hats and pants because <laughs> <laughs> I could. You know, those I think are the moments that are really, really uh, enjoyable to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some of the mini games are really, really great and fun. I, I love the part in Phantom Menace where you've got that huge uh, Booma slingshot and you're just blowing up legions of awesome. B1 battle droids. Yes. Uh, that is heaven. Um, some of the flying, uh, the, the flying problem for me is I have an, an instinct that I need to push forward on a stick right, to fly right, forward. Right. And right. this one is the, you know, if you want to go faster, you push the X. So, Without even thinking about it, my instinct is to push forward. So I'm constantly like, all right, I'm flying, I'm flying. I want to get there a little faster. Why am I going up? Oh, because you push the stick, you yeah. fool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my particular problem there. Um, and and, and the, some of the uh, jumping and hunting for every little thing is, is not, it's just not where I'm at. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. I know it, it can be fun. But when I get those those screens at the end, it's like, you didn't find any mini kits. <laughs> I'm just like bleep you game <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's and, and again uh we've been saying this multiple times uh that's a me problem not a game problem uh yeah. playing this was really really fun to reconnect with what i find joyful as a gamer mm-hmm. and when i just feel like you know what i've hunted in every corner of of you know various video games levels for years to find every you know mm-hmm. statue or tape recording or yeah. <laughs> whatever it is this time a uh, diary from a, a therapist at arkham like i think i'm done i think i'm good <laughs> i think i'm good yeah the attack the clones uh i think i'm at like i completed the whole episode but that's like the lowest percentage of anything completed of my game so far i got through <laughs> the django outside you know everyone for years have been saying seismic charges that's my favorite sound in star wars i don't know if i want to hear that again for like a year um, cause I kept being unable to find Django at a level that was embarrassing. And so all I kept hearing was, and I tried to turn my ship around, but he must be over there. No, he's over there. And then I crashed and oh my God, I just finally got through that. Uh, the pod race one, I even tweeted about it. Uh, it, it, it had the potential to be a controller thrower. Um, if I didn't win and I snuck by beats the bulb on the last second and I was like, that's it. We're never doing that again. How many times did you do the pod race? Oh, so only two, but the first, but it, it, the first time, you know, cause you gotta, you gotta do that thing where you gotta reconnect the, the, you know, the, 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 the jets, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, I get it. That's so awesome for the story, but your intent, I was in first place when you did that. Now I'm in fifth. <laughs> that's not fair. And then I kept trying to take the uh, shortcut, you know, to launch myself in the air, which it was working. But sometimes you oh. miss the you miss the the turbo uh, arrow. The speed up, yeah. Oh my god! And so I finished third. I, I think even you know Rats Tyrell f- survived and finished in front of me. I can't remember. Uh, it's a bubble one. And I thought, well, you know, then it's sad because then it cuts to like everyone in your pod watching, you, you know, and <laughs> Shmi and Padme. They're all unhappy, and it's like, well, the movie ended right there, I guess. Uh, so then the second time I, 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 I was like, if this happens again, I'm done. I don't know. I'm just going to have to go to another mission. I can't do this. And I just, I won. And I thank God 
thank God, because it was, uh, it was, I did it again because I was in first place again. Dropped to like fifth, sixth place when those uh, the, the the engines come apart. Yeah, it is one of those, uh, uh, you know, you have to figure out the mechanics in the moment, right? Yeah. And and luckily on my second time through, I was just like, I'm trying to go too fast. I didn't look at what it's asking me to do. And once I figured mm-hmm. out how it wants me to reattach it, then, you know, yeah, I won on the second time. But I also was like, you had already told me like that you were shaking your fist at the pod race. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but the actual racing was great fun. And I think yeah. uh, this game allows you to play play it in lots of different ways and i think for me it was an epiphany of uh i have been such a gamer at uh times in my life uh and when i say times of life i mean from about uh 12 to mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not even gonna say um for decades a <laughs> huge part of my life and i think i'm just in the place where i love video games when they're fun and escapism and you get to do a fantasy of something you can't do in mm. anything that gets even a slight bit tedious. I'm like, I got that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm here for. I don't need any help with things being uh, tedious or repetitive. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Totally <laughs> I'm here for the you. fantasy. I'm here for throwing benches in the air. <laughs> totally. Uh, again, a personal thing, not uh the video game so let's talk about the comedy it's so uh, such a huge part of what these games are what do you think the value of highlighting the comedy of star wars in these games really is what's the value of it it creates a different mood much like you know with the frustrations going on then you get to a funny scene or even some of the stuff throughout or even some of the choices choices they've made narratively how to combine combine some scenes and squish some things together it just creates a fun mood and despite, and I mentioned this in our live show last week, I had, I had a couple moments of that, but that's not how it happened. Where I had to like, wait, wait, that, I'm completely missing the point. But that was, that was kind of the fun. It, then it became now it like, especially in a Hoth, you're out on a mission where it's General Rykan and Han. Yeah, that's a great team up, you know, like it's, wow. it's amazing. You, and you and General Rykan? General Rykan, you, you got to go out and you're controlling him and you're riding a tauntaun with him. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, that didn't happen. It's amazing that it happens here in this game. So it just got, it fully taps into those inside jokes and the little loves that are the foundations of our Star Wars fandom, right? Those are the shared jokes where I can be a seismic charge guide and so can you across the, the party and we connect over that. There, There is in, in New Hope where uh, General Dodonna speaking and it, it you know it's not the lines from the movie it's a voice actor recreating the the plan provided by uh princess leah and, and it's like yeah because that's how he says it and that's a little joke that we all have of well donna said leah and that's leah. <laughs> and so they capture that and so i i think it really this this celebratory angle that that we need to have here that we that the game does help provide and that's that's where it really succeeds just makes you laugh at the things you love at star wars yeah, I think that's really well said. I think for me, it, just the existence of the game and that it's so comedy forward, it is this reminder to a, approach Star Wars with a sense of fun. Mm-hmm. Not that it doesn't matter, that there's not depth to it, but that fun should always be a part of it. It emphasizes the whiz-bang mm-hmm. adventure because you're you know literally playing the exciting parts, uh, but also you're sometimes just playing the <laughs> walk to the diner parts, which yes. is also exciting. Uh, but it emphasizes that whiz-bang adventure and I think for me, it really got me remembering, you know, how much Lucas embraced the, like, I take, I, this is the modern mythology I wrote to try to help a generation, yeah. now multiple generations. Uh, but from the beginning, starting with Hardware Wars, he was open mm-hmm. to, like, 
but it should be fun. There should be a sense of fun when, when yeah. people started making more fan films. He, instead of trying to squash it, he made a fan film award competition, right? There's yeah. always been this encouragement of good-natured humor. Um, yeah. And I think that's that we've talked a lot about how uh, there's been times in our life where we love making jokes about Star Wars because we knew they were coming from a place of love. Yes, yes. Of, you know, growing up with people who love the original trilogy. So then it was fun to, to poke fun at Dodonna uh, saying the mm. wrong name or saying, pronouncing yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leah's version. name that way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was fun to poke fun. And then it, it, once you get into the prequels and the sequels, jokes are often coming from a place of criticism of yeah. this joke is maybe a little mean spirited and it is a joke to prove that there was a mistake made or something's bad. Yeah. And this is the total opposite of that, of this, like, we all know Star Wars, and we're going to have some fun with it. Um, mm-hmm. It's it. So that is great from just the, the let's have fun. But then the way that actual comedy functions, um, mm-hmm. we, we're both comedians. We've talked about this a lot. Uh, my, my view of comedy is that uh, everything has a setup line, even if it's not a joke structure where you literally say a setup line and a punchline. A lot of times the setup line isn't spoken. It's our it's our cultural knowledge of mm-hmm. uh, what is something that we all believe to be normal. Now here's something subverting it. Um, and I feel like the, the setup line, the straight line to the punchline is the fan relationship to Star Wars of mm-hmm. most of the jokes are subversions of existing moments, right? Of, right. you know what, you know what's normal, you know what's supposed to happen. Now, instead of it being a straight line, it's going to be a weird scrawly line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be this sudden surprise. And I think uh, an example that a ton of people uh, have shared, um, I saw another one just this morning of uh, Maul's uh, murder of Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> of that uh, where he has already been cut in half and then just last minute pokes him, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and that is entirely playing on this structure where we as a setup line to a joke know Maul has to stab Qui-Gon. We can't subvert the story that much, right? Yeah. Um, and so how are we going to do it in this surprising way? And then even escalating the joke farther with the the joke of Maul's death, even being just ahead and still fighting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it, it it is a way, it so celebrates the fan relationship because it relies on the fan relationship for a lot of the jokes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, I can't imagine anyone so uh, sitting down and being like, hey, "I never did check out that Star Wars stuff." Let me uh, let me get the story here. Uh, <laughs> this game. Uh, no, absolutely, and just um, even the little things that one little bit of humor I loved was was uh, when you go to Obi Wan's hut and, and there's pictures of him and, and Commander Cody on the wall. You know, like the good times, and it's just. Uh, how, who hasn't had that conversation about poor Cody and what he order 66 and all that and their relationship. It's just fun stuff like that. Yeah. Taking our knowledge, taking the, the conversations we've all had, the inside jokes and you're right. The tone and tenor of those jokes has changed over the years. And that began with the, the prequel era. Um, mm-hmm. So funny. The, the, one of the lines, I used to have some, fr- a couple friends when they were married couple, they'd always make fun of it, posted it like on MySpace of, of, of Padme and, and Anakin and her being like, ah, oh, you know, we, let's go back to Naboo and hold, hold me like you did in Naboo. There's already some stuff in, in EK Johnson's third uh, uh, book uh, the Queen's Hope that, that takes that line and turns it into something so poignant and powerful that I will never stand for jokes about that line again. <laughs> but at the same time, 
back in the day, that would have been just, it is kind of a fun, funny read, right? It's an awkward read a little bit of the line. And, and we don't get to celebrate that like we used to. And these games, even with the prequel era stuff, it's just celebrating it in a fun way. Again and again, that's the big theme today. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of great picture humor. I love when uh, the beginning of Attack the Clones when uh, when Palpatine's got a picture of himself with Dooku. <laughs> yes, when they're talking about who could be responsible for this. Hmm? Well, uh, and, and the little joke of them a couple times they're always showing like text messages. Yes, yes, yeah, love and he's that. got the uh, the cantina yeah. theme is the ringtone in the one. Yeah, yeah it's great. Uh, the other thing that I'm appreciating is once you get into the story and realize it's going to be shockingly compressed. Mm-hmm. that's a little bit of the fun too of like where are they going to compress the story um yeah. like if there was a moment uh, where i almost threw the controller because i f- i foolishly thought for a moment that we were skipping dex's diner I'm like what uh, <laughs> uh, uh. uh but final thing i wanted to say about the comedy is i feel like another great thing of playing this long story is it builds up this tension of how are they going to handle the moments that are too horrible to show yeah but like you need mm-hmm. um like I really like this morning uh, playing Force Awakens, where uh, Finn gets the it gets an ice cream smear on his helmet instead of the blood. Right? <laughs> okay, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think it, it's yeah. just like it, it's building up this great tension of like, ooh, they can't just straight up show that. So how are they going to handle it? And and yeah. using tension to make a joke funnier. There's a little of that with Antilles' death, uh, Ramus Antilles' mm. death. And then, uh, spoiler, sorry, Joseph, I know you haven't got this far. Mm, Dak, Dak, not around. Just no Dak. No Dak. He doesn't fit in the, in the Lego set anyways, so no. No Dak. <laughs> Dak erasure. Yeah. Unfortunate. So you don't, uh, don't see him squished. You, mm. Yeah. Poor Dak. Poor Dak. Well, how's Luke going to learn his lesson? Anyway, right, right. Uh, what do you think the value of celebrating the whole saga is? We talked about it a little bit, but I wanted to make sure that we yeah. we had a chance to really dive in. Why does it matter that this is the entire Skywalker saga? I mean, we just we have the chance to, right? It, it, yes, Star Wars is is going on, has gone on. The end of the Skywalker saga, I've said before, is a great marketing tool. There's some truth to that. But obviously, we're going to get more storytelling there. And, and you can be cynical about that or just celebrate these nine films. And this is what this this project is doing. From that opening that we talked about, you just really get to celebrate the, the journey thus far. It's generations of fans, gener- generations of characters and stories and movies. And it's all out in front of you. And and I, I just I keep going back to that. I just love it. There's been a few times, you know, when I launch up, like other games that I play all the time, like I'm jamming that X button just to get out of the opening scene, like the opening intro graphics and stuff like that. Like I've seen it, I've seen it. And will be the show. Cause I want to play the game before dinner. This I've, I've let that opening play almost every time. Uh, and that's just because again, I, I am looking back. Uh, I get odd. I get oddly emotional on those journeys, those shared journeys we've all experienced. And I just think we get to, so let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, really agree with that. I think for people who are already fans of all nine films, maybe they have their personal favorites or their, their quibbles here or there, but in general are like, yeah, I like all nine of them. I like the Skywalker saga. It's, it's all one movie is, uh, is some people say it's all one story. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a, a joy in sort of, it, it's all the same. There's no, <laughs> yeah. there's no filter you can jump from one scene in the prequels to one scene in the sequels. Once you got it all unlocked, if you want, and it's all, it's all the same. It's a great leveler, right? Um, and it's really fun to experience it that way. It's fun to pick out, even in this telling of the story, some of the uh, the Star Wars poetry and the rhythms. Um, 
and then to to focus on maybe people who uh, don't like certain parts of the story. Uh, I think this is a real lore Santeca. This will begin to make things right opportunity. You know, um, mm-hmm. we've talked about a lot uh, uh, about the power of bringing Star Wars into your life. Uh, that's a it, it, there are stories on screen, uh, but there's something about this story that makes us want to be a, a part of it. And we bring it into our lives with video games and toys and bed sheets and video games in particular are a way to make it personal that helps open the door to reevaluating stories that might not be your favorite and to make a little bit of a connection. You've told your story many times about mm. playing, you know, Revenge of the Sith and be, or, or Battlefront and, and that mm. opening up some emotions to uh, the prequels, right? Yeah. Um, I think if, if somebody's like, I, I want to like this part of the saga, um, but I, I haven't, but hey, just running around in this environment or flying this ship makes me go, yeah, I do like that ship. It, mm-hmm. I think it just lowers defenses and opens up the possibility of enjoying something more. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's not. I don't think he, somebody's gonna somebody who doesn't like the Last Jedi is gonna play this and go, "Wow, I was wrong." Last Jedi is a, a perfect film. But if you're a Star Wars fan and you want to like it, spending some time in it yourself might open you up to go, "But I like this part and I like that part," and mm-hmm. just warm your heart a little. I've been full agreement with this. Yeah, you're right. I've shared that story, Battlefront 2, the Mustafar level, but also the Lego games, you know, 2005, the prequels, playing through all that stuff. And there's something about it. You, you said it. There's, it all kind of looks the same, all kind of feels the same, and it's one thing. And it, look, we're, we're talking about our experience with the prequels or video games then, and there's probably a lot of people with the sequels and look, if you absolutely hate either of those trilogies, I don't know if a game's going to help you, but I actually think it possibly can. It has a great chance to. But also, the original trilogy, I, I think I was recounting this on, on a recent Force Center, but I was having a conversation with uh, Steph, Sab- Steph Sabra. A lot of you might know her from the Schmodown world and uh, SEN, all that kind of stuff. And, and she's a big Star Wars fan, but she's like, she told me at a party recently, she goes, it's very hard for me to get anyone from my age group to watch the original trilogy. I said, why? She said, well, it just doesn't look good. <laughs> like we don't, it doesn't stand up to us. And we, I, you know, that's one perspective. That's not true. Everyone, but I got to, if you, so let's say you have that problem and now you're sitting down the original trilogy and it all looks the same. It's Lego. I think you do start to see parts of it. You do start to get swept up in it and the sounds uh, the, the actions, the vehicles, how many times, uh, I don't like the prequels, but that N1 Starfighter is really cool. That does pull <laughs> you in and to see it all on display here and, and one cohesive game, I think it will affect more people than uh, even those people realize yeah yeah absolutely I, that's such a great anecdote it makes a ton of sense it's different technology it's a different time yeah. um but i feel like this is just a, a game that is really looking toward the future right now because of the most recent the sequel battles are the the most heated uh but just like with the prequels in time those battles will subside a little bit and it, yeah. i think people will just look at this as is the entire story and it's fun uh to see that kind of the first step toward that inevitable future yeah indeed all right we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back to talk about some of our favorite moments and maybe a, a few more moments of the things that we wrestled with back in a moment for all that you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, 
Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And we are back to continue our celebration of the Star Wars Lego Skywalker Saga game. Let's talk favorite moments of gameplay. Uh, Ken, what have you really actually enjoyed uh, playing and doing? Yeah, I just I made a list and I realized we've we've uh, passionately stumbled into the, some of those answers already. <laughs> uh, uh, another run at the AT-ATs, which, by the way, there's a great inside. Uh, I think it was, they just do something fun with the AT-ATs versus AT-AT conversation uh, mm. that's in there. Uh, that was awesome. You mentioned the bombing of of uh, the droids in the Battle of Naboo was by far my favorite thing so far. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to figure out why. It's just not that complex. I think it's a really it's a straightforward mini game where you move and shoot, and you got a little leg and reload, mm-hmm. but not that long of a, a reload for that kind of yeah. mini game. And it's just it's it for me. This is what I was talking about of the fantasy of what I want in video games right now is mm. give me something where I feel powerful. Yeah, <laughs> and to just see I hit a button and all those droids go bye bye. <laughs> it's so simple. It's just it's just the fantasy of power. 
It was I great. loved that one. Yeah, almost boil, uh, 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 bowling for droids in a way. Um, <laughs> and then the and the tanks. It was uh, it was so fun. I have so much fun. Love that one. Uh, two other. Uh, I love Roman around the Death Star. It was really fun actually. Uh, in in the New Hope, uh, but the trench run is really satisfying. It's really fun, kind of easy in a good way, which I needed it to be because, yeah, uh, you get confused flying pretty easily. It was the opposite of the Django Fett uh, battle uh, experience for me. Uh, and another one I really liked uh, is uh, Yoda escaping uh, uh, Kashyyyk. Mm. Uh, because the, the prequel stories seem to move a little faster so far than the original trilogy stories to me. That okay. might be completely imagined, by the way. Um but you just kind of moving, you're moving, you're moving, and uh, you get to Order sixty six and all that kind of stuff. Really good stuff. Uh, they handle they handle the trauma of it pretty well for a Lego game. But you actually, it's it's like you have to work for it to get to his little uh, ET escape pod, as I call it. And <laughs> it's really it's really satisfying. It was a lot of fun. Okay, yeah, that that is uh, I now I'm very much looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, there's that mini game was great fun. The Booma, uh, I mm-hmm. really love being in the Geonosian arena because um, that was just like the hey, I just I just want to fight a bunch of guys for yeah. as long as I want to. And then the actual fight with Django was fun. Uh, the mechanics, uh, I'm sometimes a little slippery on the mechanics of throwing the lightsaber, but when it works, that's mm-hmm. heaven. Mm-hmm. I was uh, in my fight with Dooku. That was the last shot of from pretty far away. I did it right. So Yoda bopped him in the head yeah. <laughs> with the thrown lightsaber. And that was delightful. Um, I also uh, just for gameplay, I do love wandering around uh, Coruscant. But um, I was testing is like, OK, well, Padme's walking around. Can she punch in the f- I punched Palpatine in the back and is like. <laughs> that was a favorite moment of gameplay because like well uh, if only it was that easy if right yeah. away in the phantom menace just punch <laughs> Batman just punched palpatine in the back of the head and he fell off the course i'm like whoops i saved the galaxy um i i initially was annoyed by it because like oh man I'm, I'm just trying to move forward but i actually really really enjoyed uh the uh serving mini game where uh obi-wan has to serve the correct dishes at dex's diner yeah Uh, obviously uh we both love dex's diner here Mm -hmm. truly truly amazing i think it was one of those things because like i started to enjoy it because the food was fun uh i enjoyed being mad at the customers or like you fool you know (laughs) uh and seeing the different customers the different things and uh James Arnold Taylor is just doing an amazing job with uh, of o- all of Obi-Wan's little grunts and, yeah. and noises of uh, annoyance. So it was fun to be in sync and be annoyed with Obi-Wan. Yeah, I, I you know, hoping that there's going to be Dexter's diner. I, I think we'd seen that there was going to be a Dexter character to play. I, I somehow that was in my mind. But to get in there and to actually have something to do in that diner was wonderful. Just wonderful. Yeah, absolutely great. And then... Uh, I was really like, I'm not going to play little mini games. I need to get going. Uh, but I so deeply loved being in the Jedi archive room as one of my mm. favorite locations in Star Wars. Uh, and then Jocasta New is telling me that story. I was like, all right, I'm going to move the statues. Yeah. <laughs> I had so much fun moving the statues around. Yeah, It's great. Yeah. Uh, final bit of gameplay for me is uh, the, the flying uh, clicked a little bit better this morning. And I really enjoyed actually uh, escaping as Ray and Finn. That was really, really fun. Mm, I can't wait for that. Yeah, because it's a lit. It's it, you know there aren't as many asteroids in your way. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
being none uh and it's just taking down ties and uh, good job of going through the star destroyer uh I, i'm throwing this at you i didn't wasn't in the original notes but then i really realized that uh, we need to talk about this uh did you have any favorite comedy moments there are so many great comedy moments that i was tempted to stop and write down uh but i wanted to see if any jumped out at you as personal favorites there there was uh there a lot all the way through the little details like i mentioned before the pictures and stuff are really funny there's uh some of the Padme uh, stuff I really enjoyed. Um, I think I did. Uh, uh, maybe I just, it made me laugh where she's like kind of building the cake, but then he's having the dream and she's like, help me. In, and then it's like, it's building the crib. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, 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 I don't want it to, to, to you know, define any uh, roles that I, you know, don't want to just, you know, get lost in that conversation. But I just thought it was, it just was really funny to me and just also, you know, what Padme wanted and what Padme was hoping and what they knew they couldn't have. And the tragedy of all the comedy kind of highlighted that, uh, that in, in these uh, classical, you know, thing of a cake at a wedding with the wedding toppers and everything. I just liked the use of it. It made me laugh a lot. Yeah. And there's some great cake through lines throughout. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of cake through lines. Yes. The cake keeps popping up. Uh, the, um, the, the teddy bear keeps popping up. Uh, yeah. A lot, a lot of fun through lines. Um, it was fascinating to play through the droid factory. I'm be honest, the droid factory uh, in the Attack of Clones uh, frustrated me a little bit uh, in terms of gameplay, but the comedy of it was great. And I remember back in the day that that you know that was added, you know, mm-hmm. in in pickups because Lucas wanted more action. I remember in 2002, 20 years ago, people being mad at it because it's, it's quote unquote just a video game scene, right. you know. Um, and so then to be playing the video game version of it, but it really cracked me up at the beginning of it when Anakin said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, this droid factory should be a safe route to finding Obi-Wan. <laughs> 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 it's so great uh, in the yeah. absolute blindness. Um, I wrote down a lot of things, but I'm only going to share a couple. Yeah. Uh, the Petronaki Arena, there's a lot of great stuff. Uh, I love that they have the ice cream and then they realize it's droppings. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but the thing that really killed me is right before the fight begins, uh, Mace has his parties over and then just does this little tiny movement to cut Boba Fett's balloon free. <laughs> it's so cruel and so funny and so small, but it's brutal. <laughs> Yeah, Mace. Yeah, we got to talk about Mace. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about Mace. That'll be one of our deep dive episodes. <laughs> we got to talk about Mace. Uh, like I said, could go on and on. Uh, this is a spoiler, uh, but I'm going to share one thing from the Force Awakens level. Mm. Um, I really, again, because I just wanted to get some gameplay and didn't want to stop and talk to everybody, but I just stopped and talked to one random scavenger. Mm. Uh, and the scavenger had this really funny line who, that said, I can't find anything interesting on this planet. It's Max Rebo's best album. <laughs> All I can find is junk and garbage, but that's his worst record. <laughs> that's uh, great. The Max Rebo great. shout out was really funny and just the like, yeah. oh, great. Yeah, sometimes uh, when you talk to people, they just ask you to do things. Yeah. Well, okay. So there is one. Um, uh, in uh, New Hope, and you're walking around uh, Tatooine, which uh, I'll talk about in a second, too, for another question. But there's so, a gonk droid. You can talk to the gonk droid. And the gonk droid has, gives you this great speech how it's on a mission. And it needs help to provide, like, electricity or whatever. It's like it's gonk purpose or whatever it says. It's really funny. 
And then I was busy. So it asked you to accept or decline. So I decline. And the gong just goes, I have failed. <laughs> and I just <laughs> felt so bad. I was like, I got gonk. I got to go, man. I got to move gonk. I'll come back for you. I'm trying to save the galaxy gonk. Yeah. Get off. Get off my back. That's so sad. <laughs> uh, uh, any more comedy moments uh, or shall we move on? Uh, yeah, we can move on. There's there's wonderful stuff all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be an eight hour podcast sharing jokes from a video game. It's very mm-hmm. successful. Do you have a favorite location that you have just wandered through or that you want to uh, online? That seems to be like a lot of people are having fun doing that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, taking Grogu special places. <laughs> yeah. Uh, things like that. Have you done any of that free play yet? Or or are you looking forward to specific things? Yeah. Well, one in a follow up question is that, uh, an, an answer. I just, I just split these answers apart here. But there's mm-hmm. this little joy. If you talk about favorite locations you just wandered through or that I want to get to. I was rolling around um, the Lars homestead and just in being in the house is cool, right? You're kind of roaming around. That's kind of fun. And there's the maps are so good. And a lot of the maps are kind of synced up to like battlefront maps and other things. Like they've done a really good job on, on these worlds. But then I'm, I'm roaming around. Like, so you have to get the Obi-Wan's hut, but that's part of the mission. And, and, and they've done a great job of taking Tatooine, that new hope landscape, the John Lynn Waste, Obi-Wan's hut, putting it all kind of close together but you get a sense of Tatooine. And so I turned a corner and I saw, I was like, and I literally went, oh, is that Toshi station? And I ran over and someone's like, oh, it's, I heard this is a good place to get uh, power converters, but it's closed. And <laughs> I did about, and, 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 you know, uh, shout out to Alex Damon. Biggs is around the corner there. Uh, a lot of good, cool stuff. And I just had that, like, e- even in a game that I know I'm going to discover every little corner I love, I was surprised by that in the most pleasant way. Just, Oh my God. And I ran to Tashi station. Oh, that is so great. Yeah. That is absolutely the the kind of thing of where you forget like, Oh yeah, now I get to visit here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jedi archives in, in the Jedi temple, uh, you know, I spent a little bit more time there rearranging those statues, but I just want to wander around there forever. I just want to spend time, you know, in that aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. The I didn't spend much time at all in the lower levels of Coruscant, but I would love to wander around there that, you know, the dark neon mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, cityscape. I also just really loved um, for levels. I loved walking around at the beginning of Attack the Clones where it could have it so easily could have just been like, yeah, no, we already we have the Coruscant ma- map. You've already been here for Phantom Menace. But no, it is screen accurate it is mm-hmm. moody coruscant yeah <laughs> with the you know the cloudy skies mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. love the authenticity of that the mood of that and uh, it made me want to wander around in moody coruscant yeah mm-hmm. so call. uh i don't know if you've done any of the f- uh, free play yet but uh this is my the follow-up question you're talking about of yeah what is the weirdest combination of character and location you've enjoyed or want to so, yeah, I haven't done it other than one time uh, after the first go-around. I was playing Phantom Menace, and you, you're right. You spent a lot of time on Coruscant, and I just kind of was doing the mission thing. So I went back to free play just to kind of see, because I did end up, I forget what download I pre-ordered, whatever. But I do have the Solo figures and the Mando mm-hmm. figures, right? Uh, all I remember is price to go at two ninety nine to download. Uh, so I bring up the free play, and I'm on Coruscant, and I had Grief Karga and Tobias Beckett. <laughs> <laughs> and so, first of all, I will run around playing as Carl Weathers in a game. That's that's just as a child of the eighties. This is the greatest thing. And you know, I uh, have uh, you know uh, Tobias Beckett there for some uh, cheers uh, shout outs as well. Yeah, 
And I'm just wandering around. And I, I did not know I was in the East Apartment District, whatever it is. And I stumbled into Padme's apartment before I had needed to get there in any of the games, right? And attack the clones to spend a lot of time. <laughs> and I had this like, where I had this like, where am I going? What am I doing? Free plan. And I, I, I same thing with the Tashi stuff, like, like an in sharp intake of breath. <gasps> oh my God, this is Padme's apartment. And I immediately, as Grief Karga, make a beeline towards her bedroom. <laughs> you know, just be like, Oh my God, the setup is exact because it's exactly, you know, exactly yeah. right. And then there again, too, is, 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 is maybe, you sh- maybe you're still struggling with the prequels. I don't care what generation you're in. Maybe I, I, I have some friends who are like, ah, I get your points, Ken. I just, I don't know. I, I'm like, that's the balcony. That's the balcony where she combed her hair and, and talked about the, the lakefront and the boo. Oh my God, it's her bedroom. Oh my God. And this is where they all sat. And, and this is the front door where Jar Jar goes, Annie, Annie. and I just was so overtaken by it. And there's a little mini game when you're doing the free play one, you have to go out on the balcony and do something. And here I am, but it's as grief, Karga and Tobias Beckett in Bad Bay's apartment. <laughs> all, all generations of Star Wars essentially coming together. <laughs> It, it really is. We've joked and talked about a lot and gotten questions about like, well, what if there was actually a Star Wars tour, you know, yeah. that you could go on? Like it's the idea of like these two guys have got together, Grief Gargan, Tobias Beckett, and they, they've uh, paid for the uh, historical apartment of Padme Amidala tour. <laughs> uh, that is really great. Um I think I, I definitely want to take uh, Grogu to the Jedi Temple. Uh, mm. I have not done any of this free play stuff, uh, but I got that Mandalorian pack. So I, I would like to mm-hmm. take Grogu to the Jedi Temple, which is maybe cruel. <laughs> we'll <Yeah>. see. <laughs> uh, yeah. But one of the other things that just really cracked me up and brought me a lot of joy is I love Jar Jar's dumb run. That, oh, it's the best. The way he's just bouncing along. And and I want to take him to all of the most sacred sites. I want to take mm. him to Octo. <laughs> oh, yeah. See yeah. if he bonds with the Porgs and just have him run around. I haven't even played this yet. I have no idea what Octo looks like, but I'm sure it's there. Uh, I would love to have Jar Jar just la, 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 uh, run, <laughs> skip uh, through the cliffs of Octo. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, God. That'd be the best. Yeah. Uh, um, Grace was passing to the living room when I was doing uh, uh, Otagunga. And she just stopped and dropped everything. Was like, "Oh my God, Jar Jar, so cute, just so cute." <laughs> the run is so funny, and he's yeah. very. I, there's a moment in Attack of the Clones where he's like, "I don't think Obi Wan likes me," <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's in Phantom Menace. It's very funny. Uh, so, which character is uh, not yet available? Because maybe there'll be additional downloads and all that uh, that you would like. Uh, there's a deep, deep bench, but is there somebody who isn't in here that you are upset about? Yeah, and I apologize. I I know there's like complete lists out there or something like that. I don't know if all of them are there, so I can't. I don't know if Peli Moto's in the download for Mando. I might imagine. I don't know either. Yeah, imagine Peli Moto would be great. Uh, But then I went to I went to fun ones. uh, uh, George Lucas and flannel. (laughs) Love that classic. Love to do that. Um, Akmena. I'm surprised there isn't more holiday special references or something. Maybe oh, there yeah. are, and I haven't discovered them. Love that. And then, you know, with book of Boba Fett kind of coming maybe a little bit too late, maybe a download of down the line, the, the mods, you imagine the mods on Tatooine. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be so yeah. fun. And, uh, and yeah, that you can already imagine that of people like their, their bikes go by and people like cover their eyes. Cause they're so bright. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can do that. And then, and then I would love, uh, um, because oh that's the, the, you know at one one little section on in the new hope one you got to shoot tuscan raiders 
which mm. tracks with this, you know, the story, I felt bad. So now yeah. I want the warrior. I want to play as the warrior <laughs> and even the, and even the score. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want to go uh, find uh, uh, Lorth, the, the watermonger, Lorth mm-hmm. appeal and yes. beat him up. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I don't think my beloved Terrace Nube is available, and I would do anything to have a little Lego Terrace Nube uh, whip out his uh, his lightsaber mm-hmm. cane. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, they got some deep bench uh, resistance characters. I was just, you know, you can flick through the lists of who will be available. Um, right. And, uh, like, they have Roby Tice, uh, but they don't have her wife, Larma Dassey. Oh, really? Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. So I want Larma. And mm. uh, you got me thinking about the holiday special. I would love Krellman. Krellman is like the yeah. character in Star Wars whose head is actually the closest to a Lego. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's got a hole. You could plug another yeah. Lego into his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited for all of the characters and hope that we can get to see even more. Yeah. Thinking about the book of Boba Fett characters is uh, yeah. getting in there. Is Good. So and then, oh, we got... Uh, God, they gotta have teak on end. Oh yeah, yeah. You will look. We gotta embrace all of these characters. <laughs> and somewhere Nathan <laughs> Hamill wakes from his nap. Here, teak mentioned. <laughs> the yeah. call of teak has been call. released. <laughs> uh, so, are there any parts of the gameplay that don't work for you? We've talked about things that, that we have been challenged by, but you know, what is it that that bothers you? And is it personal, or is it any actual critique of the, the game? I don't have any legit critique. It's certainly uh, not a, a gaming expert, but I've been playing my whole life, right? Look, I, I think some of it is me, but sometimes I feel the story mode is, you know, the missions are, it's too locked in. Not that, again, not that I'm going to lose the pod race and the game goes in a different direction, like it's a choose your own adventure book. It has to follow the story. I get that. And there's creative ways to do it. Sometimes I just kind of get in a daze and I just mash buttons and I don't so much as complete the mission as just stumble to the end <laughs> and figure out what I missed or what I did wrong. And I'll go back and it moves so fast. It was a little bit of a bummer at first that it moved so fast. And then I kind of was like, nah, this is good. Cause I kind of just want to get the free play. And I'm weird where I won't take the, the big free play deep dive until I complete all nine of these. Just one. Yeah. So that's me. Um, so there's a little bit of that it, it, the game. And then I think more than, Again, it's been a long time. Yeah, I, I, I got very good at Goldeneye after a while. I wasn't the guy uh, playing the game, looking at the ceiling because I couldn't control the the figure, uh, couldn't c- control the game. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, I play. I, I can control that almost as if I'm a real person, right? Uh, it's great. I can swing off my horse, pick a carrot, feed the horse, and get back on in two, two clicks. So I'm not totally bad at gameplay. This one gets a little, there was some frustration I just experienced on Hoth where like riding the Tauntaun was a bit of a challenge. Just little things like that that just maybe aren't my style does not mean the game mm-hmm. is wrong. But it, it, we, we're, we're dancing around a little bit. There's been a couple times where I've been a little frustrated by some of the gameplay. Yeah, I think as everyone's why there's a little bit of a, a mini game that is frustrating. I got frustrated on the droid um, the, the droid mm-hmm. foundry uh, scene. You and I were talking about this uh, offline, but there's um, that uh, m- a moment where 3PO needs to hit a button and there isn't a way to progress forward. And uh, oftentimes when they uh, put up an icon, it's hold the button rather than tap it. So I kept mm. holding this button and this, the screen would, uh, trying to use the screen would uh, make 3PO come apart. <laughs> and uh, I finally realized, oh, you you can't hold it even for a second. You have to <laughs> tap it. Um, tap. And I don't, that's, 
uh, I think that's just evolution to, of of video game design. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm rusty. And there's a part of me that's still like, where's my physical uh, taped together glossy printout? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the instructions, and yeah, uh, I think this is much more uh, me not staying up to date with the evolution of video games. But it is, it was frustrating because mm. I, I really just, I wanted to finish the story of Attack the Clones. And it, it's like, this is a little too cro- close to life where it's like, well, the only way to proceed forward is pushing this one button. Uh, but when you do, it doesn't work. And it in fact hurts you. <laughs> it in fact breaks you. It's like a little too on the nose game. Are you describing love and career? Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, the Attack of the Clones level itself uh, is, I'll visit for free play. I don't know if I'll ever play the stories again. I had, that's, that's some of the most frustration. And thank God I was I was telling you off air, but I was streaming the Droid Factory section on my Twitch channel. And thank God, because I have people like, like Alden Diaz and Lauren Romo in the chat telling me, do this, do that. <laughs> because I was like starting to grab the controller to throw it type thing, which by the way, I haven't thrown a controller in years, folks. I've, I've moved past that, but I ha- you have those urges. <laughs> yes. just, the controllers are too expensive to throw. Uh, but yeah, I, thank God they were just like, no, no idiot. You jump on that. And then you do this. Uh, otherwise I would have been lost. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I, I think uh, that is less gameplay and, and more, uh, more me. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but I, but I think that is always a, a, a risk in the story mode that there are so many different kinds of gameplay, little mini games pop up and sometimes they're, uh, you know, really intuitive. And uh, sometimes they're a little bit more move this thing here, move that thing there. Um, and, you know, it's it's going to be a mix for different people. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing for me is, is you know, I don't um, the voice acting is a little all over the map uh, mm-hmm. for me because mm-hmm. there there's some of those very recognizable voices were like, yes, that that's the actor from Clone Wars animated series. I recognize mm-hmm. that voice. It's like coming home. And then there's some uh, other voices were like, wow, wow. I don't know who's doing that, but that's great. And then there's some ones that are just odd. I, I'm not even going to say uh, that I think they're bad. It's just mm-hmm. one line sounds really great. Another line sounds really different, or it sounds like, uh, yeah, th- it's not a, a critique of the performance. It almost sounds more like a creative choice. Like for Dexter, I feel like it's mm-hmm. like, um, I was like, why is this feeling not right? And, and not that I have a, some world record shattering great Dexter voice. I was like, how would I read it? And yeah. I realized, oh, I would read it much slower to sound closer to Dexter. So right. it almost seems like a creative choice of like, do mm-hmm. Dexter, but get the hell through that line <laughs> 10,000 times faster than he would have in the film. Yeah. So I think there's just like, there's some like choices about interpreting the voices and the performances that it, it, it is just a little bit of a weird sensation to feel like totally at home with mm-hmm. one voice that you know really well and then have one that goes like it feels wonky yeah yeah yeah. no i the, yeah the dexter one was uh is it was a uh, was a little bit of a challenge for me too but again nothing against the reform at all it, it, yeah it's just uh yeah i have i had a little bit of a huh <laughs> it, it was it was like you were listening to Dexter, uh, but at like double speed. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but have, there's also been such you know, the, you know Stephen Stanton is old. Uh, kind of James Arnold Taylor, Matt Lanter. To hear James Arnold Taylor, Matt Lanter doing like prequel dialogue from the movie, but to hear it with the Clone Wars voices was wonderfully surreal at times for me. Like, whoa, I'm just hearing I'm hearing him say lines that have associated with like Hayden, like for so long, or you, and for so long. That was great. I wrote that down. That was that was like a a good mm. gut punch to have to hear Matt Lanter be like, 
where's my mother? Like mm. in that exact like weight that Hayden gives, you know, yeah. mother. Yeah. Oh, man. Great, great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. And I'm ahead. particularly, we're talking about voice actors, particularly enjoying uh, AJ Locasio and Shelby Young, who's done Leia a few times, but as Han Solo and Leia. Um, I don't know if AJ has done Han anywhere else. Really good. I mean, really vibe. It's vibe more than beat by beat, but then you start playing and like I'm on this Hoth level and it's, it, you, it, you feel like you got Carrie and Harrison. It's really good. Oh, that's awesome. That is great to hear. I can't wait to get to that one. Yeah. Um, is there any other Star Wars story you'd like to play through in this Lego style? Uh, yeah, man. And, and look, we're going to, you know, downloads can make our, your dreams come true. There's a lot there. I mean, I don't know the whole story. I think maybe they were gearing up for this game. I don't know the whole story for it, but like there was the Lego Force Awakens one, which was good. I just never completed it, but it was a good game. And then that was kind of it, right? Until this, and I can get that. I can get if that was maybe what they were building for. The, the fact that we don't have a solo, like the actual solo movie mm. uh, in Lego form, it is it is made for this. It is absolutely, talk about whiz-bang gameplay and adventure and everything, like that is what I'd love to experience that. They got the, 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 the figures and everything, the minifigs and stuff. So give me, and, I, and it, you know, again, I get it. It's not the Skywalker saga here, but I would love to have something there that, and then, you know what, it, just give me some specific stuff. I would love to visit Mortis and play the Mortis arc in Lego form. <laughs> oh, that is a great one. That is yeah. The, yeah you have to fight the son. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Is it like a father, son and daughter minifigs roaming around. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to fight Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. uh, great. Great. I absolutely love that. Uh, the part of me that really, really enjoys watching Lego uh, handle the dark parts of the story makes me feel like I would like just the third act of Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. Because it would be amazing, fun gameplay in the part mm-hmm. that I gravitate gravitate toward the most of just kind of open combat um mm-hmm. <laughs> but then like how would they dance around just that parade of fallen <laughs> heroes <laughs> would be really really yeah. fun to see i love what you're saying about solo there's so many great comedy moments like yeah mm-hmm. i'd love to be uh, going through there uh the corellian checkpoint uh trying to find drawed mundrin yeah <laughs> yeah to get you booked um I I know that they must have done this before, but I forgot how often they make fluids solid Lego pieces. Um, mm. That was the thing. One of the other things that cracked me up so much when a boss Nass's uh, spittle was large solid Lego pieces. Oh yeah, yeah. So now I'm picturing like you go on a mission to take a, a to, for Han and Chewie to take a shower together. Stop. <laughs> 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 the camera pads up slowly little lego yep. bubbles blocking what we need yep oh man a lot of lot of great opportunities there uh, and it'd be great to play here um i'm sure i'm sure that there are no, i guess i'm not sure uh, let me yeah. ask you mm-hmm. do you think the mandalorian lego adventure is in development uh do i think maybe maybe not i mean this one took uh took so much to get to but it would be it would be well received man how could you not think of it at least including book of boba fett stuff you know get yeah, that, get I that mean, get that all going it's just so built for missions right of the yeah. you're, you're sent and i mean not not creating a new story but just playing through mandalorian season one season two book of boba fett mm-hmm. uh, yeah man that yeah. would be amazing stuff uh, final question here, Ken. 
if you were in this Star Wars game, what would your Star Wars Lego character be like? It'd be broken and confused. <laughs> it would be when you break apart 3PO and then you can't figure out, uh, you know, how to get it back together or what, where you need to go. Uh, it would be there. Um, I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely be hanging out. be one of those characters just kind of in the background at Chalman's that accidentally gets hit with a lightsaber and has to run. <laughs> oh, I did that on, on Camino. I was like, I'm trying to, to run through these hallways fast. And I threw my lightsaber to hit a plant and like five Caminoans just screamed yep. and ran from me yep. on a, for, down a very long hallway for mm. a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be me. <laughs> Uh, I think I would I would like to be a Jedi. Cool robe, great, uh, maybe even a double sided lightsaber. One side blue, one side green. Really cool. Uh, but then, for unknown reasons, I run like Jar Jar. That's that's about right for me. Yeah. Any final thoughts here on our, our look at uh, our celebration of this great Lego Star Wars game? Uh, doing this episode and focusing on what the core of the game is is celebration for this thing we love has uh, made me love the game even more. I really mean that because uh, has, I have been frustrated. I, I have turned the game off shorter in a shorter amount of time than I thought I would. And that, that can kind of lead to maybe I don't like this game as much, everything. And, and and realizing that it isn't just about the gameplay. It isn't just about the story. It is about this whole picture and the laughter and the joy and just that uh, the, the celebratory spirit that runs all the way through it. It, it is contagious. And so I think over lunch, I'm going to fire up a microwave burrito. I'm going to play. I'm going to get Leia out of Hoth. Get Leia out of Hoth. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think it's fun and good for me to reflect on, you know, my evolution is is a video game player and what is different for me because of where I am at at life and where I have been previously and kind of trying to do the healthy thing of of reconciling that uh, times change, people change. I don't need to engage with video games the exact same way because there's that instinct to be like, ah, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to get back into 1997 video game shit, right. you know? Right. Um, but instead just embrace what is joyful to me for where I am at in life. And this, this game has made me laugh out loud multiple times. It's made me, you know, just excited mm-hmm. to really celebrate this story that I love everything from just the aesthetics of an environment to a, a specific interaction or a connection. So I'm definitely going to finish playing all the way through it. And I'm going to, you know, have it as a resource for the free play to just be like, I just need, to, to take a break you know i need to yeah. be actively doing something but not you know um uh, taking in a new another story right? Right, uh, right and just kind of being active but also kind of just being and the idea to just celebrate star wars by just getting to that free play place of yeah um where do uh where do i want to see old obi-wan visit you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> is old only one going to check out like Octo would have been a much nicer place to hang out, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just to find those moments uh, of joy in the free play. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Great look at this. Ken, would you want to let people know where they can find us? Absolutely. We are the Four Center Podcast feed. Two guys trying to fly through the galaxy. Uh, we'll check in on Jennifer and see if she's had time to play this game uh, next week on the new show. You can find us on Twitter at Four Center Pod. We are on Instagram and YouTube as well. Thanks to everyone who watched our live show last week, our live Q&A. We'll be doing more of those. You can watch the video. It's still up. A lot of great stuff that we discussed. Thanks to all of your questions. Facebook page is Four Center Podcast. We're available on a lot of different spots, including 
the ACAST, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and more. Just search. You'll find us. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash center. I keep saying this. If you, you don't have a Speculate Responsibly t-shirt, now's the time to get it uh, so we can spot you easier at Star Wars Celebration. We'll have a Speculate Responsibly t-shirt party there. Uh, Patreon.com slash center is where you can support us directly. You can follow me at Catnapsock or go to my website, catnapsock.com for information on all the things I do, including my music show, Pop Rockin' Radio. Check it out there. Uh, Joseph, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out all of my other comedy adventures, including some possible upcoming shows on my website, josephscrimshaw.com. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for Grief Cargo, wandering around in other people's homes, this has been our deep dive here on Force. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.